Hello, welcome to Sibling Cinema. This, my name is Dennis. And this is Bonnie. And we are here with our first full episode, our first uh, deep dive dedicated to a individual movie. And this is actually really great place to start because this is the first ever Best Picture winner. And also, I think it's fitting given our dynamic that I think I'm pretty sure this is something you have never heard of. Nope. And I don't understand a, what you mean when you say the first ever Best Picture winner. It's the first movie to win. Well, what about the ones before that? There wasn't a, this is number one. This oh, this year. is the first year. Okay. The first year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, no. Now everybody knows why I'm the student in this <laughs> no, podcast. But, and, uh, oh, you know, I see what you're saying. This is. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, chronologically. This, so, chronologically. So, 1937. 27. 1927. Okay. So, I think that we fairly well established that in this dynamic duo that we have, that I am the casual movie goer. Right. <laughs> okay, so... No, and that's, this is a, just a great place to start. Um, yeah. And probably your first dramatic silent movie. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I didn't even know it was going to be a silent movie. Oh, it is. Until <laughs> <laughs> after it started playing. Yes. Yeah, it's come because it starts and it was like, oh, it's all fine. And then we're, I don't know, 45 seconds into it and we're like, oh... Yeah. Yeah. I think I've seen a full silent movie. The one where the th- I, I remember like a mattress falling down on top of them or, or something. No, no the it was side a of whole, the house. The side of the house. That's what it was. Yes, that's Steamboat Bill Jr., <laughs> yes. which is a, a terrific. That's right. I've seen that um, one. Buster King right. Movie. I don't know why I said mattress. <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> You're right. It's the whole side of the house. That's yes, the only other. When did I see that? I told you to see that a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think you've also seen the general, right? The the train. I have definitely Buster seen King. parts of that. Okay. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing, but I definitely did. Of course, you've been trying to culture me on movies for a number of years, so. Right. Every so often, you'll give me, you'll task me with one, and we did enjoy that one. Oh, it's it's so. I good. still don't understand how they did that still, because oh my he was still standing, right at the yeah. end. The whole thing falls around him, and I mean, he did all the physics calculations. I wouldn't have would have killed him if he got it wrong. By, I mean, it's it's unbelievable the stunts that he did. Yeah, that was Buster Keaton. Buster Keaton. Diane yes. Keaton's father? No relation to Diane. No rela- really, no relation, okay. No, no okay. relations to the family ties. All right. Family. Um, oh, yeah, the Keaton, Alex P. Keaton? Yes. Yes, to the, not to date ourselves, we are Gen X. Gen X. Yeah. Yeah, you, still, you haven't seen a Chap one, right? Charlie Chap, no. I mean, I, I've oh. seen, you know, snippets of whatever you... Okay. But we'll have to fix that. What year was that That one that I saw, Steamboat? Steamboat Bell Jr. was 28. So 28, just a, okay. Yeah, just a year and I should have been like, oh, 1927, it's silent, but I don't know when it started. How am I supposed to know that? No, well, that's <laughs> what we're here for. 
So I should say that if you haven't seen Wings yet, we're going to talk about it all. It's with including spoilers. Right. This is a war movie, and in war, people die. Yeah. Even if they have their special teddy bear with them. Mm. So uh, we're going to name names. So if you haven't <laughs> seen Wings yet, then uh, get to it. Um, movie and comes in at uh, number 69 out of 94. Woohoo, so, here we are. Yeah. So, as I said, this is the first ever Academy Awards. The Academy was founded in 1927 oh. by Louis B. Mayer. He is the second M in MGM. Oh, okay. A big Hollywood hotshot. Is it okay if I say Meyer? No, it's Mayer. It's Mayer, yeah. M-A-Y-E-R? Yeah. Okay. I won't yeah. say Meyer then. Louis B. Mayer. Mayer. Okay. Sure. Yeah. okay. MGM. Who, who's the G and the other M? Or is he the second Metro M? Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Oh, so okay. Goldwyn is another person. I think Metro is just... A, they were good at grooming. I don't think that's somebody's name. Okay. Uh, Metro just being that that's like a city. Right. Yeah. At the time, Hollywood, and for a long time since, Hollywood was dominated by big six studios. And the Academy was formed essentially to coordinate the industry between the big studios. His big thing actually was with dealing with the labor unions. And so it couldn't help the... Studios kind of have like help with the negotiations and stuff like that, and also they were putting together a production code, became the Hayes Code that she'll probably get into uh, later. It's not really relevant here because it didn't go into effect for another seven years, but that's like their internal censorship. But part of the idea of the Academy was that they would do stuff like that or to decide industry standards and stuff So like you that. said that the Academy itself was established in 1927. Mm-hmm. There were already six big studios? Yes. How long had they been making movies? I mean, what, what's the, oh. I mean, it hadn't been that long, had it? No, it really hadn't. I mean, the, the 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 big six, I think, were all started around the teens. And who were the, the big six? MGM? MGM. Uh-huh. Paramount. Paramount. Columbia. Columbia. Universal. RKO. RKO, okay. And am I forgetting one? Well, tw- uh, Fox, 20th Century Fox. Really? Yeah. And then I think United Artists started later. Okay. So, but they, by 1927, this is already, movies are employing a lot of people. Oh, yeah. They're making a lot of money. A lot of money. There's theaters that, I mean, it's crazy to think about it because... Actually, they must have been building, towns must not have had theaters. Oh, yeah. No, Right. Yeah, I think I hadn't never, very I hadn't early really thought about that. Like the Nickelodeons, but by the time you had feature films, I think like Birth of a Nation in nineteen fifteen is really credited. I think with being the first nationwide hit. Nineteen thirteen. 
1915. 1915? Yes. Wow. Uh, but that movie is a whole other story. Um, so by 1927, or say mid-20s, mid who, who are the big stars? Anybody we know? Well, besides uh, Buster Keaton. Oh, well, yeah. Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, the, the Silent Clowns, Harold Lloyd's the third one. Douglas Fairbanks and Mary Pickford are actually co-founders of the Academy, but they are the big stars okay. of the era. They and what married were... each other, and they had oh. a big uh, mansion where they would host parties called Pick Fair. Oh. Uh, Rudy Valentino... Fatty Arbuckle, or Roscoe Arbuckle, who is, I think this is by 27, he was, the scandal had happened. He was charged with rape. Oh. And that ruined his career. Um, He's... He was canceled. uh, Yeah. Yeah, he was very much scandalized. It's a very complicated case, I, I think. The consensus is that he was definitely innocent. It was a oh. real... Yeah, I mean... I would have to brush up before I continue it. I don't think like the victim didn't make an accusation. I think it was a lot of press and stuff, but I, I would really need to brush up on okay. that whole thing. Okay, so we're, it, we're not, not definitive really about the... Uh, is yes. it, is it already all in Hollywood at this point? Yeah. It started uh-huh. in Hollywood. It yes. And what about like other countries? London. Oh, France has a big movie. Okay. Uh, London is much smaller, uh, but they're starting out. Um, Alfred Hitchcock started making movies in twenty five. Really. Yeah, I think nineteen twenty five okay. is his first movie. He started in. Uh, Silence. His last movie was in '76, so his that's, directorial career that's is crazy. Like from silence to swear words. Yes. <laughs> silence to swear words. Oh. Uh, but more on him uh, later in our countdown. Um, so, one of the big things that this. Um, Academy would do is to bestow awards of merit and this was, you know, as we said, movies were a very new art form and it would be thought that this would give them prestige. So they have five branches to the Academy when they start out. The producers branch, the directors branch, actors, writers, and technicians. So the only awards go to one, go to each branch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the branches just decide what their award would be under, under them. Oh, okay. And then their members would vote on the nominees, and then the heads of the branches would vote on the winners. So that's five people vote on the winners for this first Academy Awards, which is held at really? their, yes, so at their okay. annual gathering. Okay. Yeah, it was a pretty small affair. The winners were announced two or three months before the ceremony, okay. and the awards were just kind of given, given out, out after midnight on when everyone was already drunk at this big <laughs> The first awards is the only one that's not recorded by, 
either for radio or TV. That's the one that we're talking about. The one that we're talking about, yes. And if you had a movie before 1927, forget about it. There's no awards. Nothing. You get nothing. You get nothing. We should have a podcast where we rate the movies prior to 1927 give out awards yeah well that's what, that's what we'll do next okay well oh no <laughs> yeah i take it back because then i have to watch all <laughs> yeah but it's hard to find a lot of them are lost but we'll get into that the categories are still kind of a work in progress because they have a category called outstanding production which they define as the most outstanding picture considering all elements that contribute to a picture's greatness. Oh. And they also have artistic quality of production, which goes to who produced the most artistic, unique, and or original motion picture without regard to cost or mag. There's nothing named best picture this year. Years later, the Academy said... I um, fiat that outstanding production is best picture. Oh, okay. So and artistic, I declare. Yeah. Artistic quality of production is just a category that was awarded this year and was never awarded again. Well, who won that? Sunrise. And poor Sunrise. They were like so close. Oh, exactly. And so <laughs> that's, um, yeah, well, we'll get into that a little bit because that's kind of a, a controversy about this year. So the memberships are really small. There's only three nominees in each category. So the outstanding production was the racket. The nominees. Yeah. Okay, the, the racket. The losing nominees are the racket, which is a silent gangster movie. It's kind of about like an Al Capone figure who's got the, the police and the mayor's office paid off, but there's a, a good cop who is determined to, to turn the tables on him. And um, Which is kind of crazy when you think yeah. about gangster movies because we think of them as, you know, like set in the past. Oh, yeah. And this is... Yeah, <laughs> Al Capone was still... I mean, this is still during Prohibition. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, and interesting. And it's an interesting movie, the cop... Obviously, his bosses are being paid off by the gangster, so he enlists the help of the press to kind of force their hand to not undermine him. Interesting movie. And then Seventh Heaven is a weepy about uh, just a kind of proverbial hooker with a heart of gold. A weepy? Like a sentimental film? Yeah, a tearjerker. A tearjerker? I never heard that term, weepy. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Yeah, a woman is just destitute and has resorted to prostitution, and uh, a street sweeper uh, who's also poor kind of uh, rescues her from from first being attacked and then being arrested. And to save her, they pretend to be a couple, and then they end up falling in love. Oh, and, pretty woman. Yeah, except he's not a millionaire. They're both. <laughs> Yeah, they're both poor people. Okay. And then Wings. Wings. Yeah. Uh, so then the Sunrise Song of Two Humans, which won the artistic quality of production over a movie called Chang and a movie called 
uh, the crowd. Sunrise is directed by F.W. Murnau, who's a famous German-American silent movie director. He's also famous for Nosferatu, which is a Dracula story, silent era Dracula story. Uh, but Sunrise is a wonderful movie that's just kind of this fable about the a man, a husband, a wife, and the woman from the city. And the woman from the city, of course, comes and tries to corrupt them. And at first it's kind of a, a thriller where she convinces the husband to kill the wife. But then it just transforms into this really sweet romance as you know he has a change of heart and they just kind of go into the city and have this great time together and then when the woman from the city catches up with them it kind of goes back into a tense little drama it's beautifully made it really often ranked among the best movies of all time so like if that had won or if this award had been kind of considered best picture, I think it'd probably rank like in the top ten on this countdown. Oh, I mean, really? we get a lot of bonus points because the the sight and sound list, which is an international poll done every top ten of all time, it would be a top ten best picture winner. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, Sunrise. That's yeah, in the okay. the most definitive. So why haven't all you time. ever wanted me to watch the Sunrise? I do want you. You should watch Sunrise, actually. We can add it to the list. <laughs> How do you watch Sunrise? As a quasi-best picture winner. I bet it's streaming somewhere, or you can probably, you can, it might be public domain. At any rate, it's like the Sight and Sound list, which is an international film critics poll. We consider like the definitive um, best movie of all time ranking internationally uh they do a poll every 10 years there actually should be a new one coming out later this year maybe even by the time this podcast posts but for the the most recent one now the 2012 list sunrise was fifth of all time really so do you use that as part of yeah that's one of the bonus points so i think that would help help it i mean okay Bonus points are only weighted ten percent, so but I, I think it would make the top ten. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it would score the highest from that list because it's the only none of the other best picture winners are in the top ten. Okay, so so yeah, it's a very highly regarded movie, and there has been some controversy like, well, why can't you just say that this is a best picture winner? It'd be so such a great representation of the award, plus that way we can see all the best picture winners. And the reason they said that is because Wings, a very big hit at the time it came out, the negative and all the existing copies were not well pre- preserved and the movie was lost. There, for a long time it was impossible to see Wings. Wings. Yes. So Sunrise was considered a masterpiece. Wings was gone, but not forgotten. There's like an episode about it from the Lucy show. Really? Yeah, which I'd love to try to 
catch up. I think this is a bit she. She. It's an episode with. It's not I Love Lucy, but her show or variety show. Is, it's an episode with Carol Burnett where they meet up with Charles' buddy Rogers, who plays the lead. Okay. And I think the Richard Arlen too, the the two buddies. Yeah, in the sixties, but like by the seventies, it really kind of falls out of reference because there are very few people left who have any memories of it. Right. It was just kind of this frustrating thing where it's the best picture winner hanging out there that nobody can see. And then in 1992, in a French film archive in Paris, they discover an unmarked can of film, and it takes a while to see what it is, and it's wigs. Wow. Yeah. I never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, there's several movies that have been rediscovered, but this is like, the most prominent one. Interesting. Yeah. So until like fairly recent memory. Of, so is this big uh, rush to watch Wings from? Yeah, it was a little hard to find at first because you know it had to be. It's very time consuming and expensive process to restore a movie. I think it wasn't until nineteen ninety six. In 1996, it was released on VHS, and then DVD a little bit later. Yeah, so that is the interesting background on on Wings, which uh, is so. Why I I thought you were gonna say this is why they were gonna have it be Best Winner instead of Sunrise. Yeah, the argument for Sunrise too is that. Well, I think they made that decision, I think, four or five years later. So it wasn't a lost film yet. And I don't think, you know, they were both very recent, successful movies. So mm-hmm. it's not like the greatest film of all time pulls him. And was it only this movie. year or? Just this year. Just this year. You yeah, said artistic quality good. production was never given again. Okay. So this is just kind of a fluke thing. Okay. And that's kind of affected the legacy of Wings, just because there's such a long period of time, really into our, well into our lifetimes. Right, It was impossible to see, and Sunrise was this known and beloved quantity. I was already having kids by this time. Yes. By the time it was found, yeah. Yeah, by the time it was on video, you were almost done having kids. Right, yeah. I'd already had four. Yeah. Yeah. I was too busy in the 90s. (laughs) Even if I was aware of it had coming out, I wasn't going to watch it. What's Wings about? Wings is a story about... Um, okay, so it's basically World War One, I, I guess. Yeah. So it tells the story of these two guys who are from the same hometown that end up becoming pilots in World War One. One, which makes you realize like how nutty that was. Yes. And anyway, and they both had these, they started out as like love rivals mm-hmm. and do their, they sort of get beyond that. And it, and so it follows them through the war and then the aftermath of the war. 
and as well as the 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 love. It's not even really triangles because I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah, yeah they're, is, is that right? They're in love with the same woman. She's pretty much made her choice, but she doesn't want it. Sylvia. Yes. She's a little bit coy about it just because she doesn't want to break. Yeah, what's David, the... Uh, David's the one she likes, and then Jack. Okay, so Jack, the the opening scenes are Jack, and they portray this girl next door. Yes. Who is in love with him and... Mary. Mary. Yes. Yeah. And is she, was she a famous actress? She was Clara Bow. Okay. She wasn't that... Uh, her career didn't survive the talkies. Her last movie was 1933. Mm-hmm. But she was a huge silent film star. She was known as the It Girl. Okay. She I, was kind of like a pinup girl from the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think I had heard of her. Yeah. But anyway, so she plays the one that Jack is not interested in. He really isn't. You know, because she's the girl next. It's almost like a Betty and Veronica thing. It but is. They, yeah, yeah, it's actually very much like a very Archie, so. Reggie, yeah, um, Betty and Veronica. So Clara Bow plays the Betty figure. Right. And then Jack is Archie. And then you have the Reggie. And, and Veronica is interested very clearly in David, who's the yes. Reggie who in my rendition is the Reggie, <laughs> Reggie yes. character. He's way nicer than Reggie. But anyway, and so, yeah, but it's more of a, an infatuation Jack has with, you know, just because she's kind of the glamour girl. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of oblivious to Mary, who just right. adores him. Yeah. And ends up joining the war effort as an ambulance driver. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, and, and she knows how to do that because she works on... Cars with him. Yes. Or drives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's driving yeah. his little, I don't even know what that is. It looks like a, right. it's like barely a car. It's. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it reminds it's, it's me interesting of that it, it derby, takes... the little derby cars that my boys raced in. <laughs> Cub Scouts. Yeah, the shooting star. Oh, the shooting the star, star, right. Yeah, that yeah. is. Yeah, so she keeps figuring in on that. Yeah, so actually, now that I think about it, it's kind of like it follows it like this Archie comic book where the four yeah. of them kind of inter um, interrelate as they go through the war effort. Right. But then it takes a turn for the worse. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, well, the, David and Jack become really good friends. Yes. And they're flying buddies. And really, I mean, you know, it, it's takes place 10 years before the film is made but even when the film is made it's like most people like air travel was invented within their lifetimes it's crazy i know <laughs> it, it's, it's really nutty yeah. and what was amazing was the like how are they getting all these pictures there's so many it's air, unbelievable yeah there there's so it's, many Pictures of, we're so used to it now, you know, mm-hmm. Top Gun and all this kind of stuff yeah. of sorties or whatever you call it in the air. And this is like no computers. I don't even know if they can do special effects, but they're, somebody's up in the air taking yeah. these photos. I know. Crazy. It's, you have to see it to believe it. Yeah. I mean, this is like. <laughs> I was so shocked at the 
the production of oh all of it's that. A, a, i mean what uh how great that this was recovered if you can't put it into words you really have to see it to believe it yeah um but anyways they become very close and um david is a, he's the one from probably the wealthier family Definitely the wealthier Definitely family. Definitely the wealthier family. That's kind of why Sylvia's in love with him. Right. Uh, he also has a little bear that he takes with him as good luck. And yeah. One time he doesn't take it with him, and, yeah. and he dies. Yeah. And the in love... his friend's arms. Yeah. Ugh. And then he breaks the news. Well, that's because his... he had he had to... Yeah, this is again. I feel like Top Gun. Mm-hmm. No, was it Top Gun? Where was it? Where they stole the plane and and flying back in the, you know, the the. That was Top Gun Maverick, was, wasn't it? Top yeah. Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay. Let's. The big thing is don't get shot down by your own, by your own people. But yeah, that's the. So that's what happened. Is that David, is yeah, but, uh, he ends up. In a, he gets shot down, but he lives through it and is injured, but is able to uh, make his way behind German lines. Yeah. Makes his way behind German lines. And although it's not a swastika, it's, no, it's, it's like just, the Red Baron right. Snoopy yeah, yeah. insignia. It's the First World War. Right, the right. cross, but yeah. So, but it's interesting. It's still the. It's not. The it's not the same thing, but it's a different. I, right, and no. sadly, and I, I recognize Nazis. it mostly right. from Snoopy, right? The Red yeah. Baron, right? Which makes sense. Baron was, would be German. So anyway, he he goes behind, and then steals uh, is able to go unnoticed in enough time to get in the plane and start it, and then he escapes being shot down by the Germans. Yes, but then. He essentially gets shot down by by Jack, yeah. Right, because yeah, Jack doesn't Jack know. Jack doesn't know, and yeah. So then that's the tragedy there at the end. And then he, they kind of crash into this little, shut like, yeah. yeah, little home. Anyway, Jack gets out of his plane, and it's this triumphant moment because he thinks he's protecting, and then realizes mm-hmm. it's his best buddy. Oh, who he'd no. just gone through the whole war effort with, and then yeah, he dies in his arms, and and since they're from the same hometown, yeah, then he has to bring it back to his parents. The rich people who you know the father is like in a wheelchair or something, and yeah. just see the I think they portrayed that Wells that they had a lot of money, yeah. but that. It's like nothing in comparison to how much they love their son, and they were really upset that he had to go off to war. And did I say too much? No, uh, I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, and I got all of that from a silent movie. So. Well, yeah, there's a lot to get. <laughs> See, uh, not a short silent movie, but two and a half, yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of cr- amazing. As a matter of fact, I, I should. Luis, our my son-in-law. Mm-hmm. Right, and, he's a pilot. Yeah, he's in, well, he's in, in flight school, in the Navy in flight school. He'd probably love this movie. I would think so. It's I know, Luis. Luis, seriously, you should watch this movie. So you liked it? I, I did like it, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I was like, I do have to say that I was, you know, when it first came on, I was like, oh, yes. no, it's a silent movie. <laughs> right. It's like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it takes but a little it, getting it, used to it. Yeah, but it was actually delightful from the beginning. I mean, yeah. their, their initial scene with Jack and Mary kind of drew you in. Yes. Oh, yeah, and it's the essential love quadrangle or whatever you would call it. Uh, Archie Comics uh, yeah. <laughs> said, you know, it's pure melodrama. Right. And down to, like, kind of see what's coming with, oh, he's going to find the locket and, and how they're going to find that out. But it's just, it works so well just because it's balanced against the backdrop of the war, which is very harrowing. Yeah. So the war part gives stakes to the melodramatic part and the melodramatic part kind of softens the the edge of it's not just a brutal war movie right but yeah it's worth seeing first of all to give an appreciation for how dangerous that volunteering for being pilot at that time was i mean really heroic and then also those aerial scenes. Like, how They're are they doing that? They're unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and it really, I mean, there was some graphic. There's one shot of a bloody face of a pilot. It's really yeah. graphic. And it, it, it doesn't pull its punches. Do you remember the scene where they were, I think, still in training, and they had a new bunkmate? Who's there for a couple minutes, and right. they're like, oh, we're going to get to know each other. And he goes, hey, I'm going to go out for figure eights. Right. And then he, he doesn't come back at yeah. all. And, and he, he makes fun of them for having for the, yeah for having those those good luck charms. And it says, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Yeah, yeah, he was actually, I mean, he's on screen for two minutes, but was quite a sensation at the time and became a star. It was Really, uh, Gary Cooper. Was the that name was of the actor. That was Gary Cooper. That was Gary Cooper. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Really, he seemed so skinny. He was very young at the time. Yeah. This is really. Really. Uh, okay. Yeah. That. That his, totally. This is yeah. His only Best Picture winner too. Really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. so this is definitely a movie I never would have watched yeah if i hadn't forced you to do this podcast yeah and and then you forced me to do it with you it's it's interesting how the its reputation really seems to be improving even in the last several years because it was written off for a while you know the big thing with it was being lost and being unavailable at times when movie history was being written and people were deciding what are the best movies of the silent era. It's not influencing anything. It's just not seen. And all people knew about it was the plot description, so it feel the melodrama more than the skill that actually went into making it. Mm-hmm. So I think even after it was rediscovered, it was kind of, okay, well, this is great for movie history that we have this, but it's just kind of written off. But um, it's been, I think its reputation has been really improving. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that it ranked down. As far as, as it did. As far as it did. 
it would be curious to see like ten years ago how how much it was. If it was just because, yeah, and even I look back to my ranking, and I've said before it was not something I put a lot of time and thought into it, but I had this ranked 79. Okay, out of 90. Actually, mine was the worst ranking, so it's probably my fault. (laughs) Partly (laughs) that it's ranked so so low. I would rank it much higher now. Having seen it again. Yeah, because it's not just a melodrama. I mean, it's very skillfully made. There is... Well, this is on you. That, well, it's weighted and stuff. It's not <laughs> just... Okay. Yeah. The highest was 43. So okay. Top 50. Actually, yeah. That's pretty good. Top half. Yeah. Who did that? That was... Oh, that's Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Which, I don't really like Rotten Tomatoes, but they have the rankings that we used it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's really very... It's directed by William A. Wellman. It's most known for some sound movies he made that... James Cagney gangster picture called the um, Public Enemy, and then a Western called the Oxbow Incident. They're pretty well received. I don't think you would have seen either of those. But I did. They're both very good. But, I, I mean, he has one shot, I don't know if you remember it, where there's a soldier that's sitting by a tree smoking, and an artillery shell goes yes. off by him. And he just right. falls over dead. And then you get this shot of his body with the shadows of the men walking past him and then just a boot comes by and extinguishes the cigarette. So I was like, wow, that is so powerful. Yeah. Beyond that is the most famous shot from the movie. And I can, uh, unfortunately, I don't know how it'll come through on the podcast, but at least you can see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where... In Paris, where he has this oh, amazing oh tracking shot that just goes through these six or seven different tables, each of them telling a different story, and then ends up in perfectly timed on the star's face as his eyes widen. Mm-hmm. And just like the, the effort that would have to go in to just timing everything so perfectly as the dolly track is i don't yeah. know did the tables come apart or yeah how, how, how do, they, do they, they do that and it's just it's it Maybe. really sets the scene this is in the paris scene where that he's right. on leave and jack is getting wasted yes but is. i mean there's you have to check out that shot it's it's yeah. i wonder if that's something we could like can you attach that play it on a instagram yeah page yeah, and it's very famous if you just type in Wings Famous Shot. That's what will oh, come really? up. Yeah. Uh, let me try that, see if that works. Or maybe Give Wings 20, 1927 Famous Shot. But yeah, I can probably link that in the comments. It, I mean, I pulled it up on a YouTube video. So I don't know how long that's going to be up. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just... It's, so I think when people aren't seeing yeah, the film, it's called you're the, missing it's that. It's called the Dolly Shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Shot. And it's 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 really just amazing cinema. Yeah. And so it's uh, you know. Uh, Oops, that was it. <laughs> that was it playing. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I found an article that talked about how they shot it. Oh, okay. Did the tables move apart or? 
I don't know. Or you just found it right now. I just found it right now, so I'm, I'll text it to you. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's fascinating. So look for it when you're watching Wings. Yeah. It's in but the it is. I, I just typed in Wings 1927 famous shot, and a whole bunch of stuff came up about this. But actually, one of the first yeah. things was how they filmed the Cafe Dolly shot in Wings. So uh, yeah. that show, I have heard of Wings. I never saw it, but that was a TV show, like 90s or something. Right. No, yeah. that's not at all a remake. No, or, not related. Not that's a, just the, a couple brothers who run a like a small airport and like a Martha's Vineyard type location. Okay. That was like a Cheers, the same. Yeah. Something. I think it might have been the same makers. The same. Here, same time frame, really. Right. Yeah. Right after that. I never saw it, so. Whoops. All right. Uh, that's why so, so uh, you know, any other thoughts, final thoughts on Wings? Uh, no, I'm just glad that I saw it, actually. It was, uh, uh, yeah, it was good. So what's what's really next? Good. We just next, did, what? Yeah, we just one? did number 68. Okay. Um, uh, no, we just did number 69. 69. So next up is going to be number 68, and that will be... Going all the way into our lifetimes with uh, 1987, uh, Last Emperor. A uh, Last Emperor. Okay. Yes. I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I don't think. Okay. I've, well, I've seen all of them, but yeah, I remember when that came out too. So join us again next week while we talk about Arnaro Bertolucci's The Last Emperor. Bertolucci's. Yes, Bertolucci's. Nice.